Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show where uh, unsolved crimes and cocktails come together in a cocktail of it's a show just listen to the show Masood do you want me to isolate you introducing one episode and just play it at the start of each one I would love that <laughs> I think it would be better than because I feel like every time I have to come up with a new way of saying it and every time my brain goes you haven't got anything and the second I get to welcome my brain's like good luck <laughs> it just fucking lets me just like fly off. I, um, I like it because uh, I know that you're trying to think of a new way of saying it, but it makes it sound like you've forgotten what the show is. I mean, that's part of the charm, isn't it? That's part <laughs> of the show's charm is that like Masood kind of forgets with it about every time he introduces <laughs> the other guys and they're like, does he know what's going on? Yeah. And then we all kind of come together. I'm pretty sure one of, the, uh, one of the iTunes reviews says they really like how you host it high. Oh really? Oh right. really? <laughs> no. That's fantastic. I mean, I wish that was a review. I wouldn't be surprised. Because I mean, I am every time. I'm he uh, is sky high. Highest laws <laughs> always. Mystery on the rocks. Oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks. Yeah. Mystery. With me, as always, is fantastic Suze Kempner. That's me. Hello. And the amazing Chris Stokes. Hello. I'm Masood. And how are we? How are we? Yeah, yep. all right. I mean, look, I've had quite a weekend mm. when it comes to Twitter. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. This is nuts. So, right. Let me walk you through it. On Thursday, I think, I tweeted that people say it's not fair to compare the COVID responses of New Zealand and Great Britain. Ah, uh, yes. And I think it's true. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, it was a better word than this. I do think it's unfair to compare the two. There's so many variables. For example, their leader's really good and ours is really shit. That yeah. was better. I worded it. But you said you said that. something about like theirs listened to science. Yeah, their leader's really and good and listens yeah. to science and ours is really shit and listens to Steve Bannon and Dominic Cummings. Anyway, that's it. I thought, there we go. That's easy. Five retweets. It's got, it went berserk. It's like 20,000 retweets which means flag Twitter found me, which means um, I then had tons of guys with flags in their names telling me I was ugly and stuff. I was like, I don't know what that's got to do with um, politics, but okay, but that was fine. That's like, whatever. Then the next day I did a gig on Zoom and I I do a joke about Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the game. on Sega Mm. Mega Drive and a woman in the Zoom just started screaming out Michael Jackson is not a paedophile Michael Jackson is not a paedophile but the problem with Zoom gigs is that the audience is as loud as the axe there's no microphone like and I was just going he is though he is anyway I then tweeted I just had the weirdest heckle of my 12 years in comedy and said that and Michael Jackson Twitter has found me and let me tell you two days of 
first of all, I'm ugly, so they think I'm ugly too, but which I think is a weird accusation to throw at someone if you're a Michael Jackson fan, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm ugly, then it was I am a child abuser. Someone said I was an alcoholic. I was like, okay, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then um, today, just today, they've started on the anti-Semitism. I'm like, that's oh, wow. wacky. That's they've tried everything. So it's been quite a weekend on Twitter. But please welcome to Mystery on the Rocks the the ugliest Jewish woman. <laughs> I think it's, it's really me. interesting, actually, when you've got like we've said before how. Hey, me, Susan, Masood are a, a, a pretty diverse bunch. Yeah. The three of us. Yet <laughs> yeah. We each purpose, look like Michael we Jackson. It. We each look like Michael <laughs> oh, Jackson yes, at different points a, in his yeah in his career. Uh... I'm I'm original Michael Jackson. I've still got, <laughs> I've still got the full nose. <laughs> I'm right at the end. I'm the final. I'm final form. Masood is Burns' victim. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Who's that just walking? Who the hell is that? Holy what? shit! Uh, that? Did I just? I hear you guys talking about Michael Jackson. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, we got were. something to say about it. <laughs> oh, big time! Do you mind if I join your join your Absolutely. group? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Come and take a seat. Hello, Jared Christmas. Jared How Christmas. Are you? Hi, guys. Nice to see Hi. Good to see you, you as well. I mean, I was just passing through, but then I saw a really ugly Jewish lady. Got. I've got to join in this conversation. I just got to go and tell her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll tell my fortune. I'm. It's got to. I've got to tell her that um, it's not true. I don't think you're ugly at all. Um, and I've got no idea whether you're Jewish or not. So I don't um, know which Palestine statement much, is true. That much is Jew. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. It. Only by heritage. It's like it's not like, hey, guys, come to my bat mitzvah. Also, I'm 36. Mm. I never had one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Michael Jackson fans in some ways are correct. And I've in other ways are wrong. Would Something like was going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's such a that's such a fence at a option. Well, well, yeah. well, there was something going on. There was something going on. There was. But a friend of mine's dad said when he asked him about Freddie Mercury, he's like, "What happened to Freddie Mercury?" And his my friend of mine's dad went, "He was a very bad man." And he's like, <laughs> what does that mean? Does that what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what oh. happened to Freddie Mercury? He was a very, was a, bad, a very man. bad man. He was like, not. That, <laughs> rather than say he was gay or, or anything like that, he's like, no, he was a bad man. I was, when did he die, Freddie Mercury? 91. 90, 91. 91, yeah. So yeah. I was 12 years old. Mm. And um, I remember being in the car with my dad and hearing about Freddie Mercury dying on the radio. Mm. And they said about AIDS, and I had no idea what it was. I said to my dad, What's AIDS? And, you know, my dad, like full on Kiwi army bloke, <laughs> tattoos, you know, like. <clears throat> And he went, um, that's a, it's pretty, uh, pretty full on disease, actually, mate. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it kills people. Uh, and at the moment, there's no cure. So it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it, right? It's then, very accurate. Yeah, very accurate. But I, I have this vivid memory of thinking my dad knows everything, right? In yeah. him giving me that answer and me going, <clears throat> okay. And genuinely, what I turned into a stand-up routine was later on that week, a friend of mine told me his dad was, his dad had hearing aids, and I oh, genuinely was like, wow. "Wait, you can get it by listening to them." Um, <laughs> and it was just naive, naive <laughs> stupidity, really. Um, but the Michael Jackson thing, um, mm -hmm. which really brought me over to this uh, this group, because I was over yeah, over sure. with another group. I was over with oh, another yeah. group. Oh, and they, they were just talking about My Little Pony, and that shit's boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I've got strong opinions on Rainbow Dash. Uh, 
I hear you. Anyway, I, I was on. Do you guys remember Big Brother's Big Mouth? Yes, yep. I, I was in the audience yeah. of it once. <laughs> really? Oh. Well, I was uh, lucky enough to do like be a get a regular guest on a on a series of mm. of it, um, and a couple of series, celebrity series, and like normal people series. Okay. Uh, when Davina McCall was hosting it. And okay. I, uh, I did the show the night Michael Jackson died. And Bloody this guy get, Yeah, this guy gets voted out, right? They're interviewing him, and he's just going, oh, such a surprise. I just Wasn't his brother, was it? Because didn't his brother do... Jermaine. Jermaine did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jermaine was in and hadn't heard about when his he, brother? And he goes, he goes like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, what did, what happened? So, what, yeah, well, happened? so this guy's really going on like, oh, just I didn't see this coming. It was, it was such a surprise, such a surprise mm. to get voted out. I'm so surprised. And I just said to him, if you want to be really surprised, Michael Jackson's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, shit. On live TV, right? Amazing. And I got, I got booed by the audience. Studio what, like you killed him? You're yeah, and someone her. said, you, you can't say that. Shouted it out, and I was like, "He, it's, he has dead. died. It's it's news." In the break, one of the producers came over and said, "Yeah, we um, tend not to tell the guests really big news like that because he's been in the house for seven weeks, so we need to just adjust them into." Oh, I was like, shit. "Oh, okay. like they're astronauts." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, yeah, what the fuck? They got to adjust them into society. And also, That's like, stupid. it's not like, oh, yeah, it's a nuclear wasteland I'd now. Be Michael Jackson's dead. <laughs> Mate, I got, I got found in real life by Michael Jackson fans, not online. <gasps> oh, in real life. Um, oh shit! So that happened on the that was on the like Friday night that I mm. did Big Brother's Big Mouth. A week later, it was a Thursday night following. Uh, they had organised a, a candlelight vigil in Leicester Square for Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. There was a DJ playing Michael Jackson tracks and oh. loads of people dressed up as Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I was walking from Leicester Square Tube to the comedy store. So I was walking through that crowd. Yeah. And this guy came up to me. He's dressed like Michael Jackson and stopped me and said, I saw you on Big Brother's Big Mouth. And I went, <gasps> yeah. yeah, you did. My <laughs> ego was blossoming at this point going, all right, it was worth it. Yeah. And uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you said about Michael Jackson, didn't you? And I was like, Yeah, I did. Because, you know, I'd had a week of people going, That was so funny that you did that. <laughs> yeah. And then he just absolutely catches me off guard and, like, looks me direct in the eyes and says, You're a cunt. <gasps> right? And Fuck. I've never been called that off stage. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's been, right. it's been kind of heckled and stuff. But anyway, just completely threw me. And um, I'd been doing comedy quite a while there, but I had no comeback whatsoever. Right. And I was just absolutely stunned. And he was dressed up as Michael Jackson. Man. And then he bloody moonwalked away and high-fived a mate. <laughs> and I was like, I, I've been, I had to get and, my and, confidence and, and, back up before no. stepping on stage at the comedy store. I had to walk around the block a couple of times, just trying to go, just shake that shit off. Of Jesus. It's in my head. I imagine if that were like a sitcom or something, he would have moonwalked off. He'd be like, and he called me a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a power move though, isn't it? Cause like, you can eyeball somebody as, as you, you moonwalk move. back. Yeah. Also, and then he high five like that. He put his hand up backwards and this yeah. way. Like, <laughs> exactly. Still and he was so good at the moonwalk. His, 
his eyes never left mine. Do you know what I mean? It's, <gasps> yes. He was like yes. one of those eagles that head stays still, but <laughs> oh, the body moves yeah, around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Mate. simultaneously the coolest thing I've ever heard and also the Lamest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a guy standing in an arcade with two arcade light guns playing the game. It's like that oh, looks kind of cool, but you are also a dork holding both guns at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time. Then no he blows one's... them both afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see the history tour when it got to Auckland, New Zealand. What and... year is that, mate? Ninety-seven. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. But didn't you? Hear, it could have been like... ninety-seven actually. 96, Didn't 97. You hear the songs and just be like, oh, he's singing them to boys. Yeah, he was singing them to me. <laughs> <laughs> you were like pointing to yourself. Me? And you were like, Come yeah. on, Michael. I, uh, I remember at the end of that concert, he, he went, I love you, Auckland. Did you say at the end of that concert or the end of that cunt's set? <laughs> no, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> it's a, it's like here that that word is a is a term of endearment in New Zealand as well. Cunt. It's like oh, he's a good cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you got to say it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mean? He's good cunt. Like you're trying to slip <laughs> it into the conversation. You're trying to slip cunt into the conversation without people going. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, what? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. But yeah. you know, over here, you guys. God, you love dragging it out. God. Yeah, it's Thanks. it's you. It's the hard K to start, and then it's Ooh. all the way to the T. It just goes. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they add a little extra ah, at the end as well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's when you sit to drink. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like a Seven Up ah. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right though. Cunt is not a long drink. It's a shot. It's yeah. definitely a shot. Absolutely yeah. a shot. Whereas fuck is the versatile drink, really, isn't it? That's mm. it. Can we oh yes. What do we got to drink? Oh, I would love a. Uh, I get fr people frown upon this uh, in the UK for some reason, but I like. I really like a whiskey and soda water. Yeah, let's do it. Let's it, let's it makes me think I'm you. drinking a whiskey flavored soft drink. Okay, ah, that makes sense. Sense. like whiskey squash. Yeah, fizzy yeah. Squash. yeah that makes sense. Whiskey fizzy squash. And, and I go yeah. heavy on the on the soda because I think I'm getting refreshed and slightly buzzed Hydrate. at the same time. Yeah. Also, it. it's yeah, the, and the the kind of fizzy water gives it that tease of like, oh. Hello. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some thought been put into that. I like it that is, very much. And well, once I've had a few of them, there's a lot of thoughts that come out of my mouth that probably should stay. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Chris, what are you drinking? What have you got there? Something I made up. The, the ingredients for what's called a tequila mockingbird. Mm. Yeah. Tequila, hot sauce. That, that's it. Um, oh. oh, no, you're supposed oh. to have a pickle. You're supposed to have a pickle. Mm. Um, so what I did was I put the tequila in, uh, the hot sauce, the pickle... And there's a pickled yeah. onion in there as well, so ah, there's pickled brine in there. Nice. But then I topped it up with smoked pale ale. I see. Uh, and I've decided nice. to call it to kill a mongoose. Ah, <laughs> I like it. That's very That's nice. That's going to go with something, I, I'm guessing. I reckon. What have you got yeah. there, Suze? I've got a lemon flavors. meringue pie, right? <sighs> Let me tell you what's in this. we got Frangelico. Yes. Are you oh, shocked? Oh, on brand. <laughs> on brand. Frangelico. Limoncello. Ooh. Ooh. Then you just put a bit of lemon juice, a bit of sugar syrup, one egg white, shake it up all nice in your cocktail shaker, but shake it for a really long time because... With no ice, so it's uh, it ah, butts I put, up. Yeah. I put ice in. Ah. ah. So you go the dry shake with the ice, then you put the ice in after. Fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, because what the ice has done is it's beaten your egg. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I got some So you, you've, got a, you've got an omelette, really. <laughs> you've got a I cold omelette. Honestly, can I tell you what this tastes like? Limoncello with some froth on top. Oh. It's not. I think I fucked the measures. It also sounds hard work. Some of them are, it's especially ones workout. with 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 egg whites are yeah. like separating the egg yolk. 
Oh, yeah, there's that. That was there's a pain. That whole I, got, thing. I got a bloody egg yolk in the fridge now. What am I going to do Make some that? custard, mate. Make some ah, custard. Ah, you got it. BRB. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I'm drinking anyway. It's oh, all right. I what about you, Miss This is a, it's called grog. Um, and oh. It's not something that I've, I don't know, it's interesting. So it's, you've got brown sugar in the bottom and then lime juice, then some mm. water, and you mix them up till the sugar dissolves. And then it's rum. And it's really, I mean, it's like an old. No, no, kind no, no, no. You, you you add rum to it. It doesn't make yeah. rum by doing. No, 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 no. And then you've got rum. <gasps> and then it's rum. Uh, and, and then, then it's rum. rum. No, then you add rum to they it, call and it poor uh, man's good. rum. And out of the three, out of the three of you, yeah. so your one sounds. I'm a rum fan. I'm a big. Ah, yeah, I like it dark and stormy. Mm. Um, that We've had that, haven't we, we, on the podcast? We have, yeah. We've had a dark um, This is Masood is, is also the mixologist. When we were able to record this properly, Masood made the same drink. For everyone. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Find, I used uh, to drink that, and then I'd reach behind me to the drinks cupboard. Ah, uh, yes. Make my grab... own on the episodes. That was a lot of fun. Um, and hilarity ensued, Jared. <laughs> it was. It was always that lovely special edge of like we'd be talking, and then we'd hear a bottle clang, and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> Susan's gone rogue. Then... Susan's gone rogue. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like a toddler. Yeah, like like a, when a like... toddler's going over to plug socket. Like, what are you up it's, to? It's usually when they go quiet. So when my daughter goes quiet. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Something's mm, up. Like I Resident have the same Evil. thing with my dog now. Oh, that's oh. my dog. If I could, I've got a pug and she's just noisy living. Breathing is noisy. <laughs> and when that goes silent, I'm like, uh oh. What's she up to? She'll be upstairs eating the cat's food or something like that. <laughs> Dogs do like to eat. My dog, I've seen her eat and then throw up. And then eat, and the-, then eat the vomit. Yeah. And then yeah. want more food. <laughs> She's like That's a she's like a thing. Roman dignitary. <laughs> <laughs> Every room is a vomitarium for her. <laughs> oh, what have you got for us, Chris? Today, yes. what's on the what's on the card? Today is Jeff the talking mongoose. Ah. I don't know if. You all know about Jeff the Talking Mongoose. You heard about Jeff, Jeff the Talking Mongoose? I've heard of bit. those things separately, <laughs> but together as in one, like I've a heard man of someone Jeff. called Jeff, and I've heard of mongoose or mongoose. Somebody talking, right? Okay. <laughs> so Jeff the Talking Mongoose was a thing that happened on the Isle of Man in the 1930s. Mm. Um, you love men, do you? No, I'm just kidding. That was. So there's a talking mongoose in the 1930s yeah. on the Isle of Man. So it was. Uh, it was about 1931. Uh, they're the Irving family, and they own a farm. Uh, the, the, the the farmer was James Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived there with his wife, Margaret, and 13-year-old daughter, Voiry. Voiry. V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. Voiry. Not, not yeah, as popular just... as it used to be. No, it's it's just not... that name. I was very close to calling my daughter that, and then I was Voiry. like, no, no one's been called that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for a different name. The story goes that they started hearing scratching in the walls. Mm-hmm. Then they heard rustling. Then they heard sort of like it was an animal living in the walls. Right. And they were like, oh, we don't, there, there must be, we must have mice or rats or something. And promptly ignored it. The way <laughs> that he would try and drive the creature out of the walls. Mm. James Irving would uh, try all, all manner of things like leaving traps down and things. Then he would try luring it out with another animal call. Oh, so he'd sit there and be like, "Yeah." Wah! So he'd be tr- he'd try and lure it out by mimicking the animal noises. But then he started like mimicking doing... a mouse noise. Yeah. <laughs> then he started mimicking other animals, and the creature inside the walls apparently started mimicking that back at him. So he would then do a meow, and it would meow. Then he would oh. bark like a dog, and it would bark back. 
And eventually, just the next day, he's like, yeah, I don't know, honey. I think whatever's in that wall is fucking roasting me because it just keeps <laughs> saying the same things back. Well, then he, um, uh, then he started talking to it, and yeah. lo and behold, the creature started talking Fuck. and introduced himself as Jeff, a talking mongoose. Hey. Jeff, the talking mongoose, was apparently he was born in New Delhi. In 1852, and had somehow ended up on the Isle of Man. 1852, and is yeah. now on the. 80 the years later, ended up on the Isle of Man. He's an 80 year old talking mongoose. When he started talking to the family, he called himself an extra, extra clever mongoose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, fair yeah, enough. Which is a direct quote. And then, he st- and then he started calling himself an earthbent spirit, a ghost in the form of a mongoose. Okay. Right. Okay. So he possessed a mongoose, and yeah. that's what's happening. And, and what, was the, what was the farmer's name? Uh, James Irving. And uh, can you Google whether lead poisoning was still a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's 1931. Um, it feels very okay, so much. This is, it or gas. Like it's, it was gas, yeah. wasn't it? Lord, he's gas. taking lots of laudanum. He's like, yeah, I'm telling you, honey, that fucking mongoose is talking. It sounds so like, yeah, it's all like, oh, it's a bit stupid. It's, it's Jeff the talking mongoose. But hmm. as you go on, it actually becomes, uh, what's the word? A very sort of like a milestone uh, libel case. It comes out of this that had unprecedented damages awarded in it. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, and then lots oh, was of was Mongoose uh, slanderous to somebody? Was he? Was Jeff like, let me tell you, your wife is a cunt, and he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Masood, do you know this story? <laughs> Basically, the mongoose has been mimicking his wife's orgasms. He's <laughs> like, I knew yeah. you were faking. I knew it. Well, God damn it! <laughs> mouth never opens. That's so, what it is. When you said that about his wife, Masood, yeah. Like, Hold that thought because okay. the mongoose, Jeff, he was almost like he was looking out for the house. So if somebody had forgotten to put the fire out at night, Jeff would go down and turn it off and let them know in the morning that he'd done that. Um, <laughs> then why are you um, still on the walls, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can, we know you can come out. Yeah. <gasps> well, he would accompany them to market. Um, oh, shut up. <laughs> or was he invisible as well? He was always the other side of a wall. <laughs> Even right. in an open field, or, the, or, <laughs> or, 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 or the other side of the hedge, or something, or close behind. Um, what? And only you can hear it. Listen, do you know what? If you're just going to laugh about it, I'm not going to tell you. About it. <laughs> a man is a talking they... mongoose, and yeah. you're laughing. How do they <laughs> definitely know that it's a mongoose if it, they've never actually seen? So, the did you say how did they definitely? Know? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Um, well, Jeff, Jeff told them that he was a ghost in the form of a mongoose. Actually, ghost um, of what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, wouldn't that be a gone goose? Oh, <laughs> oh. uh-oh! Masood just his eye twitched. He hates puns, but he he's coming round. Only it. well, okay. If animals are involved, then puns are all go. It's <laughs> pun oh, name. Yeah. I find puns. I I struggle with puns. Usually, on you know when you're with a group of comics and they're all one upping each other with puns. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting there going, oh come on, I've got to think, oh, think of one. Yeah, no, I've got to think of one. Yeah. yeah. And then exactly once the it's moved on, I'll go, Gone Goose. And everyone's like, what are, you, like, what are you on about? I don't know. No, I thought uh, Gone Goose was pretty well timed, Jared. That was very good. Yeah. It was very yeah. beautiful. Well, I'm yeah. I'm exactly the same. Anytime it happens, I'm like, my brain just is like, nope. It just it's yeah. Again, it's Sometimes my brain going. You're on your own, buddy. Come up with one. What's your best ever pun, Jared? It's a Star Wars joke. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about when Han Solo let Chewbacca fly the Millennium Millennium Falcon for the first time? No. And Chewbacca crashed it. Uh, Han Solo put it down to a Wookiee mistake. Oh. Ah, I see. It's good. It's like Star it. Wars. Star like Wars it. fans will enjoy it. If your nan doesn't get it, you can just go. Don't worry about it, nan, and feel like yeah. you know more than her. That genuinely came up because in a conversation, I said rookie mistake, but 
stumbled on it and ended up saying Wookiee mistake. Uh, and they were like, Wookiee mistake. And I was like, hang on. I don't <laughs> think you should be scared of a pun because a yeah. perfectly placed one can be great. Because it's about breaking tension, right? I did a similar... Actually, you've just reminded me. One of the puns that is legitimately in my own set was when I met Far Nigel Farage. <laughs> it was it was a strange turn of events, but basically around the table were uh, me, Milton, Paul Whitehouse, Harry Enfield, Nigel Farage, and the founder of the Spudgy-like chain of potato restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a great combination of celebrities. Like, yeah. If you list all them out, instantly people are like, okay, what? Well, how has this happened? Yeah, that's that's uh, definitely like a parallel universe thing where yeah. they're all just sat at the same table. You're like, how um, the fuck is? Me and Charlie Baker have one like that as well. 2011, we both went out and did celebrity for the listeners i'm doing the bunny ear things around the word celebrity that's why i laughed because you did that not because you went celebrity i was like him no yeah. it, wasn't. it was that it was the Mate, when funniest. when i got the call for this i was like really uh, celebrity total wipeout um oh, oh big fan of the I show anyway so that. yeah, i was like i'll do it do i'll do it as a normal person but i don't yeah. where anyway. is it again where did you have to want us eddies they fly you out there then as well they fly they flew us out there for a week of insurance yeah because of insurance and because the health and safety laws are a little bit more relaxed <laughs> and and i imagine it's probably cheaper to fly everybody out there than building one of those in every, here like, yeah and countries. they have yeah they have this whole area outside of buenos aires that is just total wipeout courses Wow. Uh, loads of them. So we were over there filming. There was an Australian one there filming and the American one was there filming. They were all filming on separate courses at the same time. But you don't meet them. They're all yeah. on, this, on this gigantic see. field. And really importantly, there was a hospital less than five minute drive away. Ah, oh, gotcha. that that's worrying, isn't it? When well, that, yeah. one of the, it was a news round presenter got really bad whiplash and they took her to hospital. And she said, when she came back, she said, when she arrived, the doctor said, uh, what's the issue? And she said, I've got whiplash. How did you do it? And she said, oh, I fell off a, um, and before she even finished, he said, total wipeout. And, she, <laughs> yeah. and, and the guy was basically like, can we move her to the total wipeout ward? There's <laughs> yeah, a total um, wipeout, a lot more like a COVID ward. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got this idea that Richard Hammond just like strides around it with a white coat on. Oh, mate, yeah. he doesn't even go over there. But, um, <laughs> Terry Christian, do you know Terry Christian? Yeah. yeah. They flew him all the way out there and his first time on the course there was a slight hill that you ran down and it was a little bit slippy but it wasn't proper slippy right you know no one was slipping over right but he gets to the bottom of that hill and puts one foot onto the wide platform that you initially start running from running along he slips cracks his rib falls straight in the water he he got one foot on the course <gasps> cracked his rib and couldn't go any that's amazing so he lasted essentially two <laughs> seconds but i can i genuinely can start an anecdote and so can charlie baker because he was there as well mm. um that uh i was in mcdonald's in buenos aires at three o'clock in the morning with dermot gavin the irish gardener yeah peter shelton <laughs> and eddie the eagle oh i love him Fuck! absolute machine amazing Holy shit but I'm sitting there. I, I've got 20 chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm plowing through them, right? And Eddie the Eagles having some as well. Good. And he then says to me and Charlie Baker, 
do you think these nuggets look like testicles? <laughs> do you want to touch them? <laughs> and just imagine like a little bit of sweet and sour sauce just drips off a nugget. nugget. <laughs> um, what do you say it? back to that? Uh, oh, we genuinely didn't say anything. <laughs> genuinely didn't say anything. And then all of us just cracked up laughing. <laughs> Properly pissing and ourselves laughing. And did he cry a single tear? Yeah. No, no, he, he started laughing as well. Okay. You know, and... and okay. And I, it wasn't like until a little the next... too a little too hard laughing. Yeah, like, it wasn't until the next mo- the next morning where I was I was like I think it was serious. I don't think that was a yeah. That wasn't a bit. That was a it wasn't a bit. Wasn't a bit. Yeah, he was. Shit, he was like, man. what do we? I asked two comedians. Was that a bad idea? Yeah. That was probably yeah. your first mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, back to the mongoose. Yes. Yeah. Hold on, we've gone from Eddie the Eagle to Jeff the Mongoose. This is perfect. This it's is perfect. Match. It True, is. Yeah. The segues are incredible. This is incredible. Um, he was always well, behind well, a wall. Yeah, so he was. He was always behind no a wall. He never him, really yeah. came came out to be seen. Although some people, not just the Irvings, because obviously the, the t- talk of Jeff <laughs> went around the uh, the world, uh, and yeah. some people went to yeah. the Isle of Man to try and see Jeff. Some oh. people said they saw him. I think that's high spirits. Did the mongoose um, spirits, fly? Because he's a ghost. He's a ghost. Uh, the, mongoose right. did, the mongoose did not fly. Oh, shit. Uh, but oh. the mongoose, the mongoose spoke. What more do you want? Um, <laughs> I want him to fucking fly. <laughs> he didn't fucking yeah. fly. What? That's what a, a money talking mongoose. That's a money um, spinner, though. Surely, if you're like, we got to talk a mongoose. Let's th- let's oh. talk money. It's oh, yeah. an ethereal mongoose. Yeah, hold that thought as well, because okay. the family were struggling <laughs> financially. Oh yeah. But then, do you know what? If you're struggling financially, I don't think a good idea to make money is to come up with the idea of a talking mongoose in the walls. No, not even a... Del Boy would do that. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's um, very, crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a far... And are mongoose native to the Isle of Man? No. no. So oh. in the 1930s, a lot of people were going among what? <laughs> yeah, they must have been like yeah. what. What? Is that um, a type oh, of goose? A goose? What? A bird? The mongoose would turn the stove off if they left it on. Well, wake good. them up. Wake them up if they overslept this by yelling good. yelling at them. <laughs> and, wake uh, up! Get up! <laughs> so he became popular in the tabloid press. Journalists kept going to the islands to try and catch him. They well, was said there photos that... of him with like a page three well, girl or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And, and you've got to remember, this is early 1930s, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it was slow news day. If he had, yeah. if he tried this shit yeah. in like 1936 when Hitler was building his shit up, yeah. no chance. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. People like, what? Talking what? Is Hitler's. Yeah. It was between the Wall Street crash and the rise of the Nazis. Whoa. Oh, so this guy's big. Quiet times. Yeah. yeah. There's not um, been a war for a bit. Th- here's you know. the thing no one other than the family saw the mongoose, except for some people that claimed they saw fleeting glimpses of him. But other people did hear Jeff talk. The mongoose, right. Uh, Did it sound suspicious like the husband? Uh, No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. But uh, we'll get into theories in a minute because there are some. But in 1935, Mm. an eminent uh, psychic investigator called Richard Lambert and, uh, that's, that's, if he grew up in New Zealand, that's 100% his fucking Dickie Lambo. <laughs> D- Dickie Lambo, psychic. <laughs> that's so Dickie Lambo, psychic. 
<laughs> it's kind of a Magnum PI type show. That's exactly how I see it. It's, it's very good. Um, he and Harry Price, who was another paranormal investigator, they went to the Isle of Man to investigate a legitimate mm. investigation oh, of right. Jeff talking mongoose. Gotcha. Um, they found traces of the mongoose, footprints and hair, which uh, would you believe? The mm. hair was very much like dog hair, and the footprints were very much like uh, just large rodents. Ah, uh, okay, so it's like a, you've just described a mongoose. Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> I did. rodents. Yeah. yeah. So they went. There was another one as well, and he's. This is a great name. He was a research officer for the Inter International Institute for Psychical Research. He was called Nando Fodor. Nando Fodor. What did Nando Fodor? Did Tolkien name him? Nando yeah. Fodor. Yeah. 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 He he stayed he stayed at their house for a week. Didn't <laughs> didn't, didn't see or hear Jeff. Not no. once. Um, Not oh. once. But he got three square meals a day. He was delighted. <laughs> his, yeah, his, uh, and he got a trip to the Isle of Man. Who yeah. want that? Flown out on the expense, the insurance, of course. Um, <laughs> this is where we get to the uh, this massive. It's mm. actually a slander case. I said libel earlier. I, I mm. meant slander. Slander. So uh, Lambert in 1937, two years after he was on the island, oh. uh, he sued. Uh, Sir Cecil Levita. Such good name. Sir Cecil, oh. Sir, uh, Sir Cecil Levita, he was a British soldier and a public service worker who became chairman of the London County Council in 1928. That's big. That's the yeah. biggest yeah. county council. Uh, the reason he sued him was because yeah. Levita suggested to a mate, this is just mm -hmm. idle chit chat, that uh, Dickie Lambeau mm -hmm. was unfit to be on the board of the British Film Institute. Wow! Oh, because what he was off it, he was he was off his head because he'd believed in the talking mongoose. Oh, mongoose. Right, wow. right, right, right. I mean, and of course, okay. what's yeah. the other guy? Levita. Uh, yeah. Cecil Levita. Yeah. So Cecil Levita became really famous years later <laughs> with Ricky Martin. <laughs> Is that where you're going? Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. We're like, he isn't. He fucking isn't. He's so. Do you know what he is? He's a pun hustler. I'm really bad at him. I don't like it. You know when comedians are always like throwing him. And then and you see him just like screwing the fucking pool cue together, like I like to Paul Newman, and he just. I like to call myself a pun smuggler, mate. I'll smuggle a pun in when I can. You should do a show called The Colour of Funny. The Colour of... Yeah. Nice. 100%. 100%. Paul Newman, Paul Q. Oh, yeah. That was a sequel pun. Very, very clever. Very, and very it clever. meant we finally got to work in Scorsese into this podcast, yeah, which we haven't hey, done this go. episode also, yet. Of course. Suze, can I just say, that was an extra, extra clever pun. That was <laughs> like, that was like I'm like fucking... Jeff. I'm extra, um, extra clever. Anyway, right? <laughs> so Lambo was pressured to abandon the lawsuit. Okay, oh. right. But he persisted and won, receiving £7,600 in damages, which at that point was an almost unprecedented figure for a slander case. How much is that? So seven grand in 1930s money? 1937 this was. Wow. Right, I'm going to get my inflation calculator that I use whenever I watch Mad Men. It's, oh, you've got the... <laughs> Yeah. Can we, can we, can we try and get Suze? Can we yeah, try have a and guess. guess. Let me just get the. Uh... I reckon. I reckon. Hundred seventy. I reckon it's probably. I'd say it's seventy. I'd say I just put an extra zero on. So it's seven seven thousand six hundred pounds. You think it's seventy six grand? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon it's one hundred and one hundred and twenty grand. First, I need an inflation calculator. Here we go. Uh oh. What do you reckon, Chris? What do you reckon? How much? What do I reckon? Is? Yeah. Seven thousand six hundred pounds. In 1937. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll buy you a house. We know that. It'll probably yeah, buy you too. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna say quarter of a mil. Quarter of a mil? Wow. Whoa, two fifty. Oh Jeez. my gosh. Jeez. Let's go to the answer. 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. 7,600 would buy you, in 2021, 138,000 pounds. So Jared's... Jared, Jared, Jared I win. Yeah, yeah, look at that. 120. <laughs> I win. What do I get? What do I get? <laughs> Seriously, though, what, what do I get? <laughs> do <laughs> I get seven grand in today's money? Or do I get it in... <laughs> Or you get another chance at the total wipeout course. <laughs> yeah. I would take it. Terry Christian would kill for that. How far did you get on the course? Yeah, yeah. did you do? Oh, yeah. I, I got into the. I got to the second round. So I. Wow. Most people got to the second. Did round. Did you get to the bouncy balls? Yeah, I did the bouncy balls. Nice. I, I got three of them. The third one, technically, I did hit it. But I kind of hit it on the way down from falling off the second one. Oh, <laughs> oh so that's the one where you run balls. on so them, the bouncy right? balls as yeah. hard as you think? Do you look at them and do you think you watch it on TV and you're like, I bet I could do the bouncy balls. And then when you actually yeah. do it, you're like, fuck, they're difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really difficult. Yeah. Um, because my initial thought was I'm just going to leap, land on it sure. like a frog, stand up, leap to the other one and just just do that. <laughs> just like keep, a lily yeah. pad. I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but in the moment, and I'd seen um, Tony Mortimer from East 17 uh, <laughs> just gracefully bounce over them all, and I was like, I can do that. Oh, so he just ran. He just went the just full ran. speed. He ran, jumped two feet on the first one and was like, no, I've lost this. <laughs> oh, Hit the shit. second one. I, I, I think I kind of flipped and... Back, my back hit the third <gasps> one, and oh. then boof, boof, But before the, that, oh. before that, I actually broke the course and shut the whole production down oh. for oh. Uh, about an hour and a half. Fucking hell! Um, because when you first get on the course, there's like a thin platform that you run. Did you along. touch Eddie the Eagle's penis? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Close your eyes, Eddie. Close your eyes." <laughs> I'll touch it for you. It felt like a cry for help. It felt like a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you just ran through and so they broke the yeah, course? Yeah, so um, you run along this platform and then they had like the propeller arm things spinning yeah. around that you had to jump. Mm. And then straight after that, part of the platform flipped up and you would run into it. Right. right. So I I had said they could do a walkthrough where like a stuntman goes over it. So you get to see what all the things Oh, happen, how right? you could do it, right? right yeah, right. Okay, and yeah. so I saw that thing coming up, and I saw it just knock people into the water all the time. And I was like, I think if I just run on that really hard and maybe yeah. rugby tackle it, I can just put it to the ground and then climb over it. Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. I leapt over the first thing, and I knew that was going to flick up, so I just powered at it, and as it came up, I rugby tackled it, and yeah. I genuinely felt it snap when I went <laughs> down on it. And it went low. It was meant to be flat with the other platform. Oh, yeah, yeah, like but flush it went with the thing. Yeah, a lot lower. Down. So oh, I had to climb up shit. onto the other platform <laughs> and continue going. And um, yeah, the director came up and personally thanked me for it. He said, uh, you know, this is like my 120th episode, <laughs> and I've never seen someone break that. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> How did you do this? How and and in the episode, amazing. actually, they replay it loads. Nice. The, um, both of your stories about being on TV uh, are basically how you fucked the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're great. <laughs> but that's what you want to do if you go on TV. You want to be the person who... Yeah. Yeah. And Jared, is that why you're uh, doing shows from your downstairs toilet now? <laughs> <laughs> your Pudio, I believe it was called. Yeah, yes. yes. The Pudio.
Well Come done on, for Jeff. winning. Well done for winning the hundred and uh, thirty-eight thousand pounds. Yeah. Congrats. Anyway, he was awarded that much because of a BBC men- memo. It was a, a BBC memo was leaked, which showed that Lambeau's career had been threatened if he persisted with the case, which he did. So when he won, he was recompensed for the risk he took and the case became known that case became known as the mongoose case because of jeff the talking mongoose that's brilliant um good story mate thanks thanks jared how Um, did you find it did you just did you google isle of man weird shit no um, (laughs) Jeff, jeff the talking mongoose is something that i had heard about and it would be remiss of me not to mention this because our listener our, our listener our one listener our one listener um, yeah, yeah i was gonna say one of uh one of our listeners i'm not gonna say his real name twickers twickers rickers we know oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah when he watches us on twitch yeah, yeah. Um, guy. he guy. has been sending a lot of messages saying do jeff the talking mongoose do jeff oh. the talking mongoose and now, now we're out of the Hollywood series. I thought, do you know what? We'll do Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Look, yeah. I'm a big fan of the name Jeff. Both of my no- daughters use the they're name Jeff, Jeff as a as a joke name for oh yeah for when they're playing with Barbies and stuff like that. Yeah, like the, it's the <laughs> go-to, go-to name. name. It's like yeah, yeah. Everyone's That's got lovely. a go-to name. Does Barbie leave Ken for Jeff? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff usually is the one wronged and devastated. <laughs> to be honest. Jeff comes home and finds Barbie with Ken and is like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm sorry, Jeff, I've moved on. (laughs) Um, uh, So that happened in 1937. Now, after the death of James Irving in in, in about the mid 40s. The mongoosey. Margaret, the wife. Oh, I must say this before we... I'll forget otherwise. You know when I said Masood hold that thought about about him saying your wife's a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> when, he did. Turns out he did. When Jeff the mongoose was talking, he yeah. was really nice to James and Voyery. He oh. fucking hated Margaret. Really? Yeah. Oh, no idea why. He was always really disparaging about Margaret and was wow. like really mean about her and stuff. This wow. is why I think it was it was the husband who's like. <laughs> when, <laughs> well, uh, when um when he oh, died. Oh, he hates you, Margaret. He says you're right, cow. I can see, see you talking out the side of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says you've got you. shit hair, Margaret. He said that. He said it about you. Just <laughs> bitchy. The one 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 last little bit, and then okay. I think I think I think we're done. So in 1945. Just after James Irving died, Margaret and Voyery left the house. Yeah. And they had to sell the farm at a loss because of all of this. It gained the reputation of being haunted. No one wanted to buy it. Yeah, but uh, buy a mongoose. It's fine. In in 1946, uh, an actor called Leslie Graham bought their farm. He claimed in the press that he'd seen Jeff and shot and killed him. No, please, I'm talking about... <laughs> and sold the farm for a profit. He displayed the body. And it was black and white. It was larger than a mongoose. And Voyery Irving went on record and said, that's not Jeff. Oh, what? Now, because she was... He was always behind a wall. because she was... Well, okay, so because... Wilson in Home Improvement. Yeah, you just never see his face. What a reference. Well done. Because I can never remember his name. I would have... If I tried that reference, I would have said, you know, Tim the Tall Man Taylor's next door neighbour. Flunky. (laughs) Because Voy was their was their daughter and was a teenager when it started, she actually lived until 2005. Wow. And she never wavered from her story that Jeff the Talking Mongoose was real. Wow. She actually said in, in, in an interview that was published later in her life, she said that uh she resents him because uh he ended up being a blight. On their lives. Yep. 
Yeah. So, okay. So, um, she st- you know, she started. She wanted to uh, act in Broadway, and everyone's like, "Hey, you're the girl who uh, mongoose. the no, mongoose the, girl." Yeah. One of the one of the one of the main theories is is that Jeff the talking mongoose was her. And she was using ventriloquism to throw her voice in the house. Okay. Which she was a teenage spooked, girl, isn't Which would have yeah. spooked her mum and her dad. Um, and then also no one was... And because the dad got... Let's say the dad got really caught up in it. Mm. That everyone would assume that he was the... Yeah, no one suspect her. He was the yeah. perpetrator of it. Yeah. And no one was looking, no one was looking at Boyery. Um, hey, speak, on, the, on the back of that ventriloquism thing and tricking people... In New Zealand history, way back when New Zealand was first getting settled by the Europeans, um, a guy created a cult because he could do ventriloquism and he would make trees talk and he formed a church and got thousands of followers. And even to this day, there's a small number of people who still believe in his teachings. Oh, and wow. all he did was ventriloquism making a tree talk way back Holy way back in like the <coughs> 1700s or some shit. You could say he was a treecher. <coughs> oh my it. God, that's double. Absolutely he's worth Bill, it. He's Bill Treacher. How many branches just, of this religion let's are there? Sit, let's sit Chris, and bask in that for a second. Oh my God. No, it's like in sitting in a pun. warm bath of joy. <laughs> a warm bath of piss. It's disgusting. Oh. I hate it. Chris, I'm not having it. I feel no partially responsible for introducing <laughs> this poison into your podcast. <laughs> the sap that leaked out of that tree was naught but disgraceful. Oh, oh Mate, good my. story though. Yeah, Jeff the mongoose, Jeff talking that mongoose. bloody Jeff. And also, there was a there was a song released. It was called Eighth Wonder, I think. Yeah, what? there was by oh, Lemon Demon. Demon. I've had a thought because I was basically I always do a song at the end of the podcast, Jared. And um, excellent. What I'm gonna do is a michael jackson number (laughs) (laughs) jeff the two of us need look no more (laughs) we both found love on the forest floor (laughs) jeff is from the isle of man he has a lovely tan you can't see him yes it's true He's behind the fence. Fuck you. <laughs> That's the song this That's week. Fantastic. I've decided. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was incredible. That was Just so a little, good. a little song about Jeff. It's wholesome though, because no one ever fucked any kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Jeff. Well, technically, Jeff fucked over the daughter, didn't he? Yeah, it's true. He yeah, fucked her over. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. unless it was yeah. her, then she fucked herself over. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people have said that maybe it was a manifestation of a split personality from her. So she did differentiate from herself and and Jeff, Jeff and she despite Jeff. being the. the voice I mean, that's brutal, isn't it, to have multiple personalities and one of them's called Jeff and it's a mongoose. mongoose. <laughs> and it's also trying to yeah. fuck you over as well. Yeah. You're like, come also, on. Like, if she was so certain the mongoose had fucked her over, how come when that farmer went, got him, dead, 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 she went, yeah. no, you haven't? They haven't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mongo- yeah. Mongoose, mongooses live 20 years in captivity. So Jeff was not real. And mm. this is awkward, but it needs to be asked, did Jeff have an accent? Because oh, yeah. he claimed to be Any from India, accent. right? Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so. And this is Isle of Man 1930. They can't have been exposed to, um, to the, many people from very, the subcontinent. Yeah, yeah, they don't really talk about what his voice sounds like. There are a few sort of like direct quotes from him, and he seems like a bit of a sassy little mongoose. Um, Good. So, like Harry Price, who was one of the paranormal investigators, he commissioned an artist to draw a sketch of Jeff based on the Irving's descriptions of him. 
because yeah. uh, Harry Price wrote a book about it, staying there and investigating into this. Yeah. And apparently, after after this guy George Scott drew this picture, which is v- readily available, you can find you can mm. Google Jeff the Talking Mongoose and you'll see a picture, and it's this picture. The family showed Jeff the picture. Yeah. And Jeff, <laughs> this is a direct quote: "That ain't me. Looks more like a llama." <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know why and I also, the drawing does not look like a llama. I found uh, it. By I the way, you it. can get that picture on a T-shirt. Oh, can brilliant. Yeah. Good. Brilliant. It doesn't look um, like a llama. It looks like a squirrel. The See, the thing is, is With that I... fabulous eyebrows. Yeah, beautiful stuff. False In my head, for some reason, when they drew it, they describe it. And it's like, are you sure you want me to... Yeah, and then he's got... A... Right, okay, they turn it around and he's just got a massive dick for no reason. And he's like, <laughs> why? Why is that? Why and, then they, and then they show that to Jeff and he's like... Accurate. Yep, that's it. Uh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's weird that they did that. Like those raccoons. You ever seen like uh, Miyazaki films? They there's ones oh. with like raccoons have got dick and balls. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. That's really I liked weird. how you said dick and balls then. <laughs> like it wasn't dick and balls. It was like dick and balls. Yeah, they they come together. They're yeah, dick and balls. instead of going up. They feel cuter yeah. when you say that like that together, like dick and balls. balls. It's going up on the end, isn't it? Going up on the end and going down on the dick. <laughs> hey, hello. <laughs> then the two of us need like no more. <laughs> that was anyway. our first live song in a while. Yeah, it was actually. You've gone back to previous and I made it up on the spot, mate. So I'm glad I was here for it. That was wonderful. Yeah, um, the spontaneity yeah. of it was was wonderful. You got okay, drunk. You it, it was like an improv gig. You're like, yeah. uh, give give me a name, uh, G- Jeff the Jeff the mongoose. I'm like, right, oh, give God. me give and me then... a style, Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, but I didn't do what I would have done at improv gig, which is just go, oh God, okay. When actually my brain's going, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, Ooh, like this is going to be tough. Uh, and I go, I'm already, oh. in your brain, you're going, I'm already five rhymes ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, thank thanks you. so much. Thanks so much for having me. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, my podcast is coming out on the 18th of Feb. Lovely. Uh, three foreigners walk into a bar. Nice. It's uh, me chatting with uh, other foreign comedians about uh, the quirks and eccentricities of British people and living in yeah. the United Kingdom. It's a that celebration of Britain. It sounds like at times we're slagging you off, but we're actually celebrating you. Ah, you can yes. slag us off. We're the worst. Um, this is you. the best. This is the best thing you could have done to plug it because you were a foreigner. One foreigner walked into a in bar. a pub. That's it. Exactly. exactly. That's it. That exactly. One foreigner in a cocktail bar. Mm. I put the cock in. Okay, gotta go. Gotta go. This was Jared. awesome. This was a huge Thanks amount of fun. So much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. For Come back of me sometime if you want. No worries. Unless Mate, you're lying. Look, in which case, don't to. worry about it. <laughs> no, I'd absolutely love to. Cheers, Jared. Cheers, team. Bye. Bye, Jared. Bye. Thanks so much, everybody. You can find us in all the regular places. You know where we are. Mr. on the Rocks. ROX on Twitter and, uh, Instagram. and Instagram. And you can also find us on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash mystery on the rocks, all spelled, all one word, all spelled correctly, R O C K S. And you can find us, uh, if you want to email us and be like, yo, guys, get Jared back as mystery on the rocks for R O C K S at gmail.com. I mean, and we might also... get someone else to do the ident. <laughs> yeah, we probably will. Like, we probably should. We'll get. We'll, we'll hire a professional to be like. Oh, and uh, this week on uh, Mystery on the Rock, yeah. and then and they've got like a slide whistle and like. Bruh!
And Masood's like, oh, I don't have a slow whistle at all. Yeah, oh, this is why I should have done like a shock jock. Like, bam, bam, bam. And he's like, hey, man, I just comes in and goes, It's the show where cocktails and unsolved mysteries come together. And Masood's like, oh, my God. That's amazing. And then like a cat screech, like, meow. It's Masood Milas. Hi. Who's getting here? Hello. Um, you can also find us individually. We're on uh, Twitter, Suze. Suze UK, S O O Z UK. Don't call me ugly or Jewish. <laughs> and uh, Chris? Underscore Chris, underscore Stokes. Uh, you can call me either of those things if you want. <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, at Masood Miles, all one word. We're also on Twitch as well. You can find us, just Google it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, you press leave. Uh, By the way, I'm not going to come back in. Which is, (laughs) I did a. a I'm leaving this in. At Christmas time, I did a a Zoom, like a Zoom corporate type thing to about 20 people. And it went lovely. And I left. And then I thought, I'll be hilarious. I'll log back in. So (laughs) I went back in. And then as I came up on the screen, I said, stop slagging me off. And the lady talking was like, oh my God, we weren't. No, I, I wasn't saying any. Oh. And it oh. backfired massively. Oh. Other people started going, nah, mate, she, we, we weren't talking about you. It's cool. And I was like, oh, I just did it as a, I did it as a joke. I'm, oh, fine. oh, I'm going to go. And then you had to quite, but when you leave a Zoom, it takes ages. So you're like, bye. I was living there. The freeze of the. <laughs> anyway, I'm really going to go. Okay, you guys are awesome. Bye, Thank you. Jared. Thanks, Bye, Jared. Jared. See you soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.